Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 719. Training and dieting for your body type. Endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. By Matt McLeod of McLeodConsultingServices.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course. Now, the post I'm about to read to you is gonna talk about body type. And ectomorph, mesomorphs, and endomorphs And in fact, Arnold Schwarzenegger made these concepts popular in his book, The Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. He talked quite a bit about training for your body type. So let's hear what Matt McLeod has to say about it as we get right to today's post and optimize your life. Training and Dieting for Your Body Type, Endomorph, Ectomorph, and Mesomorph by Matt McLeod of McLeodConsultingServices.com. Generalizing complex topics can be dangerous. If someone tells you fructose and carbs will make you fat, you may be inclined to believe them just because you don't know any better. However, while this statement can be true, it isn't always so. You still need to be in a calorie surplus to gain fat. They are generalizing fat gain without providing additional necessary context. This is what people have done over the years when trying to classify themselves as ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs. These are also known as our somatotypes. This idea came from Dr. William Sheldon in the 1940s to help generalize people into certain categories to better understand them. That's about as far as I'm gonna go into the history of it because I'm here to tell you somatotypes are BS. Here's why somatotypes are BS. First, a brief rundown of what they claim to be. Ectomorphs. These include people with slender frames, narrow shoulders and hips, very fast metabolisms, and small bone structures. Then there are the mesomorphs, who have a medium build, wide, broad shoulders. They're fairly lean with a hard body, can gain muscle easily, and have muscled arms and legs. Then there are the endomorphs, usually short in height or stature, find it difficult to lose fat, have a bulky physique, a round body, and can gain both fat and muscle easily. They tend to have wide shoulders and hips. Now onto why that is all just rubbish nonsense. One, you will never fall into only one body type. 
Take the famous bodybuilder Lee Priest, for example. Lee was known for being super shredded on stage, but blowing up during the off-season and representing the epitome of a dirty bulk. Off-season, he looks more like an endomorph, and on stage, he looks more like a mesomorph. As another example, let's take a look at pro-natural bodybuilder Alberto Nunez, when he was at his peak weight of about 230 pounds and at a height of 5'9". He looks like a pretty endomorphic type of person to me. But if you take a little glance at when he lost some of his body fat years down the road, you could make a pretty solid case that he looks more like an ectomorph or even a mesomorph. The point being, you will likely never fit perfectly in one body type, and you might even look like all three over the course of your life. Two, they encourage unnecessary labeling of yourself. As humans, we love being a part of a tribe or a group. This makes it easier for us to make decisions and try to distinguish between what is right or wrong, or safe or unsafe. The problem with calling ourselves one of these somatotypes is it boxes us into a group. This can limit us. If you think you're an endomorph and that you're just big-boned, you may never put forth 100% effort into losing a lot of weight. This can create a crutch and always give you an excuse to give up when things are going slower than you anticipate. If you think you're an ectomorph, you may think you're doomed to being the skinny kid forever. Most people aren't going to sympathize with you because you can't gain weight, so you might even feel guilty for wanting to be bigger. And if you think you're a mesomorph, you'll likely never live up to your true potential. You may make great progress in the beginning, but you're going to eventually have to work smarter and harder to continue progressing, something you've likely not had to do in the past because things come a little easier for you. Which brings me to my last point. Three, individual differences absolutely exist. Let's compare the ectomorph to the endomorph. Why can the ectomorph eat 3,000 calories a day and not gain a single pound, while the endomorph can eat 3,000 calories a day and gain five pounds? There can be multiple answers that would take thousands of words to explain, but one of the biggest variants is a person's N-E-A-T, NEAT, their non-exercise activity thermogenesis. NEAT is the energy expended for everything we do that is not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. It ranges from the energy expended walking to work, typing, performing yard work, undertaking agricultural tasks, and fidgeting. The research on this shows that there are huge variations amongst individuals. 2,000 calories per day is no joke. This means the ectomorph could potentially be burning 1,000 or more calories more than the endomorph. It's also been shown that obese individuals sit two and a half hours more than their sedentary lean counterparts. These variations largely have to deal with what job you have. If you're someone who sits most of the day, you're gonna have much less neat than someone who is a construction worker. Your parents also make a difference. In one study, there were 16 non-obese volunteers who were fed an additional 1,000 calories per day over an eight-week period. The results showed two different outcomes. One individuals who gained less fat, they ate more food, but saw an increased NEAT to compensate for extra energy intake. And then two, those individuals who gained more fat, they ate more food and had a minimally increased NEAT, leading to greater fat gain due to poor compensation. Crazy, right? The difference came down to their genetic predisposition. So here's what to do instead. After listening to all that, things can seem really dim, but have no fear, I have solutions. They aren't sexy, but, well, you have no other choice if you want results. Focus on what you can control, not on what you can't. So no matter what your body type, 
we know what works when it comes to building muscle and losing fat. To lose fat, you have to be able to sustain a calorie deficit. To gain muscle, you have to consistently provide progressive overload through increasing volume, which is total work, and mechanical tension over time. Your individual differences will make these goals easier or harder, but it is still your responsibility to put forth the necessary effort for personal experimentation. Basically, what I'm saying is figure out what works best for you and stop blaming your somatotype. And although somatotypes may sound like a godsend to solving all your fitness problems, they're only holding you back from what you could be. You just listened to the post titled Training and Dieting for Your Body Type, Endomorph, Ectomorph, and Mesomorph by Matt McLeod of mcleodconsultingservices.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dr. Neil again here for my commentary. Matt's absolutely right that when it comes to labeling ourselves a certain way, it can put us in that hypothetical box. We'll only see ourselves that way, and therefore, it might hinder us from exploring other options or other opportunities or thinking big picture. Earlier this week, we were talking about caveman brain and lizard brain. Our brain likes to use shortcuts. So using labels like this, putting ourselves into a group, I associate with ectomorphs. That's actually kind of our caveman slash lizard brain. Our brain's trying to be lazy. I'll just do what ectomorphs are supposed to do and then I'll get my results. Nope, doesn't work that way. Pretty much with everything, you have to experiment and find what works best for you, what suits your lifestyle. I've told this story before, but for six years, my buddy and I would work out consistently. We worked out three days a week, we had our routines, and I felt like I was super proud of all the gains I was making. One day, my wife and I were cleaning our office and we found some old photos. There just happened to be one of me with my shirt off. I looked at that picture and in my mind thought I looked much, much different in a better way now because I'd been working out consistently for six years. And so I pointed to the picture and I said, huh, I look so much better now, don't I? And my wife unintentionally, and I'm sure she didn't mean this to hurt me in any way, said, 
no, you pretty much look the same. That hurt. (laughs) Probably the biggest insult you could tell anyone who's been working out consistently is, nope, you look pretty much the same as you did six years ago when you first started working out. But I'm glad she said that, even though I didn't talk to her for the next hour, because it woke me up. I realized I was in this box. I didn't experiment with other routines. I hadn't tried anything else. I was comfortable. And look, it got me nowhere. So I tried other routines. And when I did that, I improved so much. And now when I see older pictures of myself and compare that to me now, I know that there are big differences. And when I do feel confident enough to ask my wife if she agrees, I'll do that. And usually she does agree. So if you're not achieving the results you want, it may be time to think outside that box. All right, speaking of pictures, before I go, if you want to see pictures of us hosts of the optimal shows, not necessarily shirtless, of course, plus quotes, behind the scenes stuff, and lots more, come follow us on Instagram. You can find us at oldpodcast.com. We'd love to see you there, and we do bonus book raffles there also. Again, that's at oldpodcast. All right, that'll do it for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism, from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift, as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us, and remember, your optimal life awaits.